Well, the Astros did not sign Juan Soto, and they have not signed another player, but there's a lot of talk going on around the league, and there's some big trades that are happening, so we figured we'd hang out with y'all and talk about it on a late-night edition of Locked on Astros. We are Locked on Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked on Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at EricTalkStros. Find the show at Locked on Astros, your team, every day. Even when we say we're not going to do a podcast, we decided to do a, a one late night just for you guys because we had a couple people say how important this podcast is to them. So we did this for you guys, even though we were both out at different events tonight. So, Brett, where can you find you at? They can find me at HMO House on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Strohs411 on X, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Even when the Rockets went at home and I get to see it in person, always Strohs. Well, that's a positive thing. Yeah, you like when the Rockets win. So I know the Texans have been doing a lot of winning recently. The Astros have been winning a lot for um, a lot of years. Now we're just waiting for the Rockets to kind of get on this little hot streak and win consistently. And I think they, they have the team to do it. They have the coach to do it. I think it's just going to take some time. So um, guys, thank you for making locked on Astros podcast. Your first listen every day, whether it's on YouTube, go and subscribe to us, go and uh, give us a big fat thumbs up and go and make us your first listen on Apple Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, check out the locked on Astros podcast. And I just want to come out and say that the Yankees are now, gonna win the world series this year because they traded for juan soto and so they uh gave up a lot of players and uh one of them michael Keane, is gonna be a good uh, pitcher for many years but uh they finally did it i didn't think that they were gonna have the you know what to do it but they did they went and cojones. the cojones the uh the baseball they're not using the other words you don't have to use the other words I, I got you it. yes <laughs> you were trying not to say that word, so I gave you. Cojones. I said baseballs. I know, but you. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so um, but uh, they did it. So I know the Astros made a trade today. We need to talk about that. Uh, there's also the Astros are talking to multiple pitchers, so they're going feeling the market out there to see what's going on with the uh, relief market. And um, so is Dana Brown done? You uh, you went out there and got your backup catcher. You went out and made a trade for a reliever. We'll talk about that reliever in a second. And is he done? And I know that Dana Brown was on with MLB uh, Network today, and they said, well, this is probably your last year where you don't really have to do so much because you got a lot of big players that are coming up that you're going to have to either extend or you're going to lose and um, fill their spots. Yeah, exactly. And um, I want to start my comments off with this quote because it is, it is very, very character. It is a good descriptor of what's going on online. Mr. Corona says, if you go onto X, you'd think the Astros have no chance at being competitive and that they've turned into the A's. Let me tell you something. I couldn't have said it better myself, Mr. Corona. 
it's really absurd to hear. So we get a new catcher, a backup catcher, who's a really solid backup who can hit multiple positions. We covered all that. And you got people already saying, I think we overpaid for this guy. I don't know if he's that good. And I'm like, hold up. When Martin Maldonado was here, you brought back we, Martin Maldonado. Well, That's we I've heard people saying, we hear people saying, when you get rid of Dusty, when you get rid of Martin Maldonado, you're going to add 10 games. Okay. Well, we're automatically a 100 win season. And it's just like, I'm just convinced, Eric, that people, there are people out there that they just want to have something to complain about. The Astros have done and addressed so far, and they're keeping, they're continuing to address what they needed backup catcher. Who else are you going to put back there? And then relief pitching. And we will talk about uh, Mr. Um, well, we'll talk about going after Stevenson, but we will first, we need to talk about um, Mr. Dylan Coleman here in a second. But this Juan Soto thing, I just want to get my two cents in here. Um, you know, big name. Uh, it, it's a first superstar outside of the organization that the Yankees have signed since they've gotten Garrett Cole. And that is what a massive market team, not a big market team, a massive market team should do. If you're going to spend the money, and you're going to be the Yankees. You need to go make deals like this. It's going to come at a high price. Now, how will those players pan out? I don't know, but they also got Trent Grisham. Trent Grisham was not great last year, batted under 200. But could this guy turn into something? Could the bright lights in New York help, you know, make him into a better ball player? You know, Harrison Bader became a better ball player, and I have no idea why they let him go. That's a guy that I would love the Astros to check in on if they need outfield help. But the problem that the Yankees have is not their lineup. It's their pitching. It's also, can Aaron Judge stay healthy? And here's the thing, Eric. Aaron Judge is now going to move to center field. Aaron Judge is not a durable player. He's defensively good, but he's not durable. And Aaron Judge moving to center field because Dominguez will not be back from Tommy John at earliest to midseason. Right. So now you can't just shift Aaron to left because you don't have a center fielder. And right. there are big, there are bigger fish to fry. I don't think the Yankees are done because they can't be done with this move. They can't think that Juan Soto puts them over the hump. I still think the Astros, the Rangers, or these other teams that are competing can beat the Yankees because we all have better pitching than they do. They have Garrett Cole, and then it falls off after that. All right. So I'm going to go and take off my Astros colored glasses for a second and look at the outfield situation. If you compare the Astros outfield to the Yankees outfield, it is a little bit scary because you have Kyle Tucker, then you have uh, Chaz McCormick and Jake Myers. Then the Yankees, they have Alex Verdugo now, and then they have, um, they have uh, Aaron Judge and then the guy they just traded for. And Juan Soto, then, yeah. hey, guy, I'm not even going to say his name. He's not 22 anymore, but Juan Soto. Yes. Hey, he's Joe Buck's favorite player, right? Yes. Um, so that is a scary outfield. So um, I know Jim, that means Stanton's likely, uh, if he plays a lot, he's going to be DH, and that's probably better for him out there. But at the same time, that is that does make them scarier, but also – you can't win with offense alone. You have to go ahead and limit the uh, the other team's offense, and I think that's what the Astros uh, need to do. Uh, I think they they can do that. So um, I think we'll all look at back the, at this offseason and be like, "Well, did the Astros do enough?" And the problem is, they just they're not they don't have a big pocketbook right now, and it's not because Jim Crane is cheap. It's because they have all these big contracts right now. 
all these bloated contracts, so to speak. And you've got uh, no, no pun intended, Rafael Montero, but uh, it just, you've got all these deals that are uh, making the, uh, the, the payroll get really close to a luxury tax threshold. They may have already passed it. So, Oh no, they have passed it, Eric. They have passed it, but, but let's think about this kids. Okay. And I'm talking about the 2023 payrolls. The Astros had the 10th highest payroll right now, as it sits 2024, their projected payroll is fourth highest. Okay. Of the top 10, let me tell you how many teams have won in the last seven years. The Astros have won two. The Braves have won a title. The Dodgers have won a Asterix title. And the Rangers have won a title. That's it. That's it. The other teams, the Yankees, the Mets, the Phillies, the Angels, the Blue Jays, they're all in the top 10, Eric. And they haven't won anything. So this notion that Jim Crane is cheap, I'm sorry, is hogwash. Eric is stating a fact in that he is strapped because he doesn't want to keep going over that threshold. But he has. I argue now that you have, why not? You've got two other guys, and we need to talk about the guy we just traded for. For every yep, um, exactly, you exactly. have to pay. I think it's fifteen percent of every, um, like every million you go over, so to speak. So right. it's something uh, high like that. So there are some other penalties, like we talked about the Alex Bregman um, compensation pick uh, if he does not return to the Astros. Uh, so there are some other ramifications, but. The Astros, if we see what the other teams are doing, I can see why Astros fans are getting frustrated. The Astros didn't go to the World Series last year. We haven't done anything to improve. We've only lost players. Hector Neris is gone. And by the way, Phil Maton has not signed with the Cardinals. And there's a chance that he may actually come back to Houston. I saw they're also they're also talking to Hector Neris. They're talking to Hector Neris. They're talking to Jordan Hicks. They're talking to Robert Stevenson. They're talking to Phil Maton. They're talking to all these players, Eric. These are active conversations going on. And just because the winter meetings are over doesn't mean that everything ends. Everything doesn't have to happen, you know, this week. But I like the guy that we got in Dylan Coleman, Eric. This dude can throw. He throws sweepers and all that stuff. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a second because this is kind of a – uh, this could be one of those under the radar uh, type good moves. And if you want to make that under radar, good move, may, um, we'll talk about some more moves later, but uh, FanDuel might be the place to go. And we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, definitely. Um, thank you all for tuning in. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. It is the number one sports book in America and it's the NFL season and the Houston Texans are charging hard to make the playoffs. They are trying to see what they can do when it comes to making it for the first time in a long time or not necessarily a long time, but you know what I mean? You need to go check out FanDuel because they have got some great things right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's right. So bet on the Texans this week against the Jets. That's right. And you'll get 150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining, why are you waiting? There's no better time to get in the action. They're near the playoffs. The app is easy to use. It has spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season today. Actually, get kicking into the playoffs. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
Hey guys, let me tell you about uh, the first ever from the Locked On Network. It is called Locked On uh, Today, it's Sports Today, and it's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And you can watch it literally 24-7. And it's covering top stories of the day with local experts like us at the Locked On Astros podcast, plus all the national shows covering every league, every sports, all the news. I'm sure Juan Soto is all about it, it uh, all the news today. But Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, subscribe to it. And uh, to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so Brett, uh, I let's not talk too much about the Yankees. Uh, we've already given Juan Soto too much uh, trouble. I think you're muted right now. So uh, let's go ahead and focus on who the Astros are talking to right now. We know that there are whispers that uh, they are talking to Hector Neris to maybe bring him back. Uh, they're also talking to Phil Maton. I know there's some... Um, there were reports yesterday that he's actually signing with the Cardinals, but there are multiple people in the Cardinals organization that said, uh, yeah, that has not happened yet. Mm. There's a chance he may do it, but it has not happened yet. So that was a false report. Um, then you, you, we've been talking about Jordan Hicks for the past couple of days. But another interesting name that's coming up is Robert Stevenson. This is a guy that's been pitching for the, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays for the, the past couple of years. And uh, actually last year, then before that, he was with the uh, the Pirates. But last year with the Rays, he had a 3-1 record with the uh, 2.35 ERA. He had 60 strikeouts and 38 innings pitch. So this is a reliever. So this is a guy that last year, let me see how much he made. Um, he made, I probably could have done this better. He made $1.75 million. So I think you could probably get him for relatively cheap. Um, so this is another good arm that you can add to the Astros bullpen. I think Hector Neris, uh, you're looking at paying him 9 to $10 million if you're going to bring him back. Phil Maton, I don't I think, think you're going to pay him that much. Eric, Eric, I think you're underselling Hector. What did, what did, we, give, what did we give Montero? We gave Montero 11 million. Eric, Hector Neri's turned out 8.5. He's not taking nine. Hector Neri's is going to take like 13. No, he's going to take 13. He's going to take 12 or 13 million. There's no way Hector Neri's turns out to eight and a half and takes nine or 10. No way. And and on this side of heaven, is he going to do that? But I think Hector Neri's deserves it. I think you go pay the guy, pay him a two-year $26 million deal and give him like a third-year option um, depending on what he does. And if he's effective, don't give a reliever beyond two years. I, I just right. think that's a bad move. But Hector Neris is a real possibility. But, you know, we still haven't hit on this new guy we got from from the Royals that we actually traded for because he's really good. He, yeah. He's got some live action. Uh, he's got a good sweeper. And, and um, this guy inserted into the bullpen with our Souza guy that we have. With Bennett, We we still have... Um, Brian Abreu, we still have, you know, Presley. I mean, we have a chance to have a very formidable. Force Whitley, who's court. throwing 98 miles per hour. Force and- Whitley's going to be inserted into the bullpen. And if he stays healthy, who knows how effective he could be? I mean, look, it's 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 not Juan Soto. It's not, you know, Rodriguez going to the Diamondbacks. It's not big names, but it's calculated, smart moves. Is that official? The Astros. 
What? Eduardo Rodriguez went to the Diamondbacks. I saw it was either the Reds or Diamondbacks. Was that um, the the last I saw? It looked like he was going to the Diamondbacks. Um, okay. I'll double check, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's a done deal. Okay, that's fine. So yeah, um, so I know that uh, there's a lot of talk about what's possibly going on out there, and just because the winter meetings is over doesn't mean that the possibility of deals is uh, over. Uh, so yes, Dana he signed Brown, with them. He signed with them four years around twenty million um a year so he got a four-year 20 million dollar contract with the arizona diamondbacks okay re- reported by jeff Passan. okay cool i i haven't seen that so uh good job brett i didn't even see that yet so yeah. um i uh, hopefully hopefully he got what he wanted um the diamondbacks are a good team yeah, he got what he wanted he got a hundred million dollars yeah he got exactly what he wanted and he's and not he's, playing for the freaking tigers anymore so he's not playing I for the tigers the Diamondbacks right. probably stand a chance to go back to the NLCS. I mean, they're they're a good team, right? So, um, yeah, sometimes you opt out and it ends up biting you in butt, but sometimes it works out in your favor. So, I know it's still early. Uh, we don't know what is going to actually happen in season, but the Astros, I don't think they're done. I think that I think um, this Carson, what's his name, Dylan Carson or Coleman? Uh, Dylan but, Coleman, yeah. Uh, so, I've got it here in front of me. Are, are we okay. going to talk about him finally? So Dylan Coleman, he is what I've been referring to as a dollar bin, uh, like movie find. This is somebody that you're digging deep to go find. Yes, he had a good 2022. I think he had a two something ERA that season. And uh, last year, his ERA was 8.84. And I know a lot of people are, are posting that video of him throwing 100 and eight 106 miles per hour or something but that's off the crow hop a lot of pitchers can uh, do that that's actually something that's um it's not actually i don't i mean i'm not a baseball coach or anything but it's something that they like to do for fun but i don't know if it's oh no that's no i no that's not i mean that's something that they that's something that they look at i mean they test outfielders arm arm speed whenever they are doing that but but one of the things that I saw from trend from um from um tread athletics is they're showing um him designing his or in his pitch design on his sweeper and they're looking at trackman looking at his horizontal movement mm-hmm. and his and his elevation and he is hitting spots he's 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 moving the i mean the baseball going to the glove is not going to the glove it's it's going into the plate it's turning he can turn the ball over he can throw it with velo it's 79 80 miles an hour but the movement is wicked um this kid could be a really really good pickup a really solid find because if he could even reach back and reach the 2022 level what he did i mean Every year he's walked more than he, I mean, he struck out more innings than he's pitched. So that's good. 71 strikeouts for 68 innings pitched this last year, 21 strikeouts, 18.1 innings pitched. The whip did go up a little bit at 2.02. But the only thing I'm really concerned about are his walks. This guy, though, is a comp to someone like he is a Ryan Stanek type of guy. He's basically a Ryan Stanek redoing. Ben says this on X. Coleman lost his triple-digit heater completely in 2023. He threw too many sweepers against lefties in KC. and should probably rely on his new cutter more generally since it started off with solid baseline feel for placement. And I think, Eric, with the guys that we have in our system, we have the perfect setup in the, in the analytics department to unlock the things we need to unlock for a pitcher like this. 
So he may be a bargain bin guy, but I think he can return great values. This is low risk, high reward at its finest. And this is what the Astros do. The Astros go back to the World Series in 2024. The Yankees miss the World Series. The Astros don't make a big splash in in the in the winter meetings. The Yankees are all the all the upheaval. And whoever signs Shohei Otani. So I'm just saying, you can go sign all your big name players. I'll stick with my Astros guys that have gone to seven straight ALCS any day of the week. Y'all can keep the big time guys. So everybody's talking about what is uh, Shohei Itani's dog's name because the dog's name it potentially could link who his next team uh, is. And uh, that's the, what John Heyman's even reporting. So does anybody know what this dog's name is? Is it like Astro? That would be cool if it was like Astro. This is so – this is – or is this it Dottie? So, or is it <laughs> I don't know. This is so dumb. I'm Betty? just like <laughs> I just want to know Shohei's White medical. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know if a team is still in on paying him 52 million, knowing he's not going to pitch this next year. That's what I want to know. I mean, I get it. He's a generational talent. I love Shohei Tony. I think he's great for baseball. But man, the price that people are going to have to pay. And, and yeah, the owners are probably going to become billionaires over, you know, two or three times over with him. But be ready for ticket prices too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If Shohei comes to your town, your tickets just got a whole lot more expensive because they will get that money back, even if they're making billions on Shohei. So, look, yeah. there is a give and take in that process. Um, but you know, we're not the city that signs big players. But who else has been to two World Series and seven straight ALCS? No other team but the Houston Astros. And there, I rest my case. Yeah, I mean, I rest my case. I mean. You can have brand and you can have titles and you can have all that stuff, but it's what are you doing now? And yeah. I, th- I I think the Astros, even though they may not quote unquote have gotten better, Eric, on paper, I still think they are a very good team. And I still think they're one of the favorites to go back to the World Series. The key thing is the Astros didn't have that many holes to begin with. Yes, they lost some people in the bullpen. They lost Michael Brantley. I think Michael Brantley is going to be a big loss. But at the same time, how much did he actually play last year? So there's that factor. Um, I think the outfield situation is if Jake Myers uh, doesn't really pan out, um, they may have to address that at the trade deadline. So there are some moves that they might have to do at the trade deadline. But if they're going to really go all in right now with Jake Myers, they're going to live or die by that. Uh, So we'll have to see. But I know that they have some talent down there to kind of in the minor league system and kind of be standby. And so that's a good thing about the Astros farm system. One thing we haven't talked about is uh, the rule five draft and the rule five draft happened today. The Astros did not lose anybody in the major league um, part of the draft and they they did not gain anybody. So they did not add anybody to add them to the 40 man roster and they have to stick there. So I think only 10 players were chosen uh, throughout the league. So None of them involved the Astros. There were a whole bunch of uh, people involved in the AAA. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. um, The Astros made two selections in the minor league portion of the Rule 5 draft, um, selecting right-handers Raylan Perez and Carlos Benacourt. The Astros also lost three players in the minor league Rule 5 draft. Um, Cleveland selected right-handed pitcher Tyler Brown, who I actually thought would end up being a dark horse and sneak up into the system, but has, that has not panned out. He's a fifth rounder. Um, 
And then let's see, New York selected the Yankees selected right-hander Kevin Castro and Miami selected outfielder Marty Costas. Marty Costas um, played, I think, a little bit with Brian De La Cruz. I think they played a little bit together. But um, Perez is 22 out of the Red Sox system. He was Class A Salem with the 3.70 ERA, 69 strikeouts, 56 innings. He pitched a part of four seasons with the Red Sox organization. Um, and Bentoncourt, 22, was selected out of the Phillies. He made 39 appearances, two starts in Class A Jersey Shore, going 5-3 and three with a 3.69 ERA, fanning 92 hitters in 78 innings of work. He has pitched parts of five seasons with the Phillies organization, posting a 3.62 ERA over that time. And so these guys, look, they're young, and they they could have a bright future with Houston Astros down the road. So that's what you hope to get in this minor league rule five draft. Maybe down the road, these are guys that help build their system back up. Um, they may not look like superstars now, but the Astros could turn that around for them as they have for many um, pitchers in the past. Yes. Um, so Mr. Corona asks if the Astros make a new signing with the 40 man uh, complete, someone is getting DFA'd. Yes. Uh, either that or they'll make some type of trade. Uh, they may um, they may even have some uh, talks in the works uh, to trade somebody. So, yes, if the uh, if the 40 man is full, they, they do have to make some moves to add somebody to the 40 man roster. So that is something that Dana Brown does understand and he's ready to address. And there are people that are out of options like Brandon Belak. And I, I'm going to say I think Brandon Belak is traded. Uh, not because they don't need him, but uh, he literally has to be with the team. Uh, he's just out of options. So I think that uh, the Astros, uh, I think a team could use a player like Brandon Belak. So I think. Well, I it will be interesting. Get- It'll be interesting with him. It'll be interesting to see what Singleton does. If, if they choose, if they choose the offense and the possible going to first base a little bit, Singleton may end up because he's out of options, right? Or I believe so. I yeah, think I'm he's so, a free Oh, is look. is he a free agent? I, I, see, I thought he was I thought he was still with the club. But anyways, there are um you know, there are moves that they can make. And um I just I I just still think it's weird that that they're still really dependent on Jake Myers on what they think he can do. And, and the reason why I say that is number one. I'll say this for, I've said this before. I'll say it again. I love Jake Myers. He's still signed. Okay. Okay, He's still signed. Yeah. So he's, he's got a, if they go with offense, he could be a guy that's, you know, that comes off the bench, but Jake Myers to me, the question is his durability. The question is his shoulder. I don't think he has, hold on. Let me, let me focus on this first. But with that torn labrum, I really think that you see a loss in velocity in his throwing. I think it's affected his hitting. And unless he turns returns to full strength Jake Myers before the injury, I just I just think they're spinning their wheels. So Jake Myers has a lot to prove. Jake Myers actually has a lot of a lot writing on this because they're putting confidence in him. Um, Susan says, I'm confident in Jake. <laughs> Happy Cat goes, I'm not confident in Jake. And Paige says, what about Ronel Blanco? Well, Ronel Blanco is, is going to look to to make this Major League roster. He is in our system, and he does still have some options left. And we actually have um, – I'm, I'm getting all the details worked out right now, but we'll be having an exclusive Ronel Blanco interview first time on a podcast 
um, with an interpreter. So that's going to be a fun interview. We're going to talk to Ronell. We're going to ask him about growing up in the Dominican, about what his life has been like, his journey getting to the major leagues, and maybe his goals for 2024 and where he sees himself with this ball club. It's a really neat interview that is, I think, going to be the first time that we've had a Spanish-speaking major league player on any locked-on MLB show across the network. So this will be kind of cool for us to do. And and Ronell's super excited about coming on, by the way. Uh, the problem with Jake Myers, and um, I know that fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, and or whatever the, you're not crazy unless you repeat it, whatever that phrase is. But <laughs> it just feels like you we, mean we've been here. Insanity is doing the same thing over yes, and over and expecting is. different results. Right. <laughs> um, I just feel like we've already done this we've i think last year was the first time we really seen what he can do he played a lot he actually played a lot more than Chaz mccormick i think i don't know if the astros realized that so we saw a lot of jake myers last year yeah he can't throw the ball very well from the outfield i mean he he doesn't have the arm strength he used to yeah he's never really been known for his arm his bat was he was crushing baseballs before this thing Right. I just I just don't know if Jake can come back and be the pre-injury Jake, then he is the better defensive option, period of the story. But I just I don't I don't see what Chaz has to do to win that spot outright. I don't know. Well, he's still I be don't know. Left. It doesn't matter. He freak. He was a top 10 center fielder, Eric. If he, he was play a left field. Most of the time, I think Alvarez is going to be That's the not DH. My point. That's not my point. He if earned left it. Field, center field. It doesn't no. matter. Do you sit he, in the front seat? Do you sit in the back seat? That's Do not the same thing. Yes. He wasn't ranked in the left field. He was ranked in center field. Number 10 overall. Number okay. 10. I'm just saying. And he'll be the number 10. Uh, he'll be in the, if he's that good. He'll be the number be, 10 guy on the bench. I don't get. It. I, I just. I, I just. I, I don't know. Like, like. I think you'll see a lot else? more. I think a lot of people are making a big deal about this. And from what I understand, thank um, you, Alex. Chaz will be playing a lot in center in left field, and Alvarez probably won't be playing a lot in left field. And um, so we'll see. And you'll see Chaz a lot in center field. So we'll see. But yeah, we can argue this all off season. And that's the point of the Locked on Astros podcast. <laughs> we can argue this because we thank, thank y'all for hanging out. It, and we thank you for uh, making us your first listen every day. And we literally did the show for you. Um, I was like, Brett, do you want to do one? He's like, do you want to do one? I'm like, sure. Let's go and do one. No, and so, I asked you first. I asked whatever. you first. Potato, potato, uh, shotgun, backseat, doesn't matter who asked. So anyway, that's all we got for this edition of Lockdown Astros Cash Podcast. Jake. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at Eric Talkstros. You can find Brett at, uh, what is your name? Uh, H-Town Wheelhouse. You're such you a find the show Come on. Lockdown Astros. <laughs> and we will see you tomorrow. And go Stros. Hey, check out my new hat from 8-1, baby. Christmas time. <laughs>